It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And welcome back to The Working Week. It is Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Alstel, still in quarantine. And if you would like access, if you'd like a shot at a $50 gift card to Byron's Hot Dogs, Byron's Hot Dogs on the north side, all you have to do is sign up for the email list. Go to carconcarne.com. There is a registration link in the navigation bar. There's also a story right there on the homepage. Sign up for the, the information, the details, the email, so you can be plugged in and also get yourself in the running for delicious hot dogs in Green River on the fountain. What's not to love about that? So tonight, you know, one of the ongoing themes I keep coming back to this year on the podcast is innovation in the face of this dumpster fire year, in the face of pandemic. My guest tonight is Dan McKay, who is a tour manager of very high profile bands. But most recently, he has launched the Finless Skateboard Company, which is crowdfunding via Kickstarter. We are in the home stretch. Dan joins us all the way from Quebec. Good evening. I know it's late on your end. How's it going? It's good. Let's let's start right there with the Kickstarter. Finless skateboards. We're recording this on Monday, December fourteenth. You are less than sixty hours away. Correct. You're so close. You, you're looking for fifteen thousand six hundred seventy eight dollars as we're recording this. Twelve thousand nine hundred fifty two. So with that, I, I humbly turn to people listening and watching. Help this out. You're going to hear the story and why this is so cool and why you should participate. But you're so close. I think you're going to get there, but we're, we're going to make sure we push people to uh, awesome. yeah. to the Kickstarter. Get there. Yeah, for sure. So let's let's talk about what Finless is. This started basically a long time ago when you brought a skateboard home for one of your kids, right? Yeah. So I was on tour uh, with AWOL Nation. Uh, this would have been 2015. And uh, you know, I grew up skateboarding and, uh, you know, in the punk rock and, you know, music scene back when I was a kid and with AWOL Nation, uh, those guys also grew up in that scene. And, but being, you know, they're from, you know, SoCal Malibu surfer guys and whatnot, you know, we would carry our skateboards everywhere. And it was pretty rad where, you know, you would know when AWOL Nation showed up at a festival site because the buses would pull up and all the guys like band and crew would just get out of the bus and start rolling all over the place, you know, kind of thing. And uh, we'd kind of take over. Uh, and uh, I bought a skateboard from my son. Um, he wanted a skateboard and he wanted it from California, you know, birthplace of, of skateboarding. So I brought him back the skateboard and uh, it was about a month later, I was back home. Uh, and uh, after school, he came back from school, went for a little skate session around the block. And unfortunately the skateboard ran under a car, car crushed the deck. He was fine, but he was bummed. He was emotionally crushed. And I'm like, I don't care, man. You're fine. You know, you're, are you okay? You good? He goes, yeah, but you got this in California. I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, it's a piece of wood. We'll figure it out. And coincidentally, I was watching something. I can't remember what it was it was maybe a YouTube thing on this kid that made his own, like press his own deck. And I'm like, I can make this way better. And I'm like, wait a second, let's, instead of going to buy him a new skateboard, let's get together in the backyard here and, and let's just press our own deck. So I got some wood. I look, you know, looked at some tutorials and whatnot. And uh, 
I made what I call a hillbilly press. You know, I had like two by fours and clamps and like trying to shape the board and, and that we made our first board and, uh, and it was great. And it was awesome. So you're, you're obviously handy. You've got woodworking skills going into this, right? Not really. Okay. I mean, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I mean, I like to, I love to learn on my own. You know, I did the same thing with audio when I was a kid, you know, I, I was playing in bands. I was thinking of, uh, okay, what if this, you know, playing music doesn't work out, I should have a plan B and learn audio. And I remember the first time I understand how a console worked was looking at a Mackie console ad and the block diagram and going to my dad's electronics book and figuring out what those codes mean and those diagrams mean. And there's like, Oh, this goes there. And that's why this signal flow works like this. Blah, blah. So I love learning stuff. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm into it, I'll just go full throttle and figure it out. And that's what happened with woodworking, if you will, you know, and make it skateboards. It's, it's such a good thing that you're a tour manager, that, that kind of focus and dedication and problem solving probably much needed on the road all the time. All the time. So um, you, you made a deck for your kid in the backyard. How did you describe it? The hillbilly press? Yeah, the hillbilly press. <laughs> hillbilly press and a jigsaw, yeah. And so how many years ago was this? Uh, that was five years ago, five, six years ago, five years ago. And was that kind of where you left it up until this no. year? Okay. No. Then, obviously, uh, that was for my son, Harley, and uh, my, you know, we had to make one for my daughter. And, of course. Uh, so, brought, you know, brought Daisy Joe in and made one for her, and we made it more like a kind of a longboard cruiser flat, you know, and, and we wanted to, you know, kind of make it look like a surfboard a little bit. And then uh, next thing you know, this kind of turned into a hobby where I was like, I was home during the summer, which is weird. I was home for like a month from tour. Cause usually we're touring and, you know, festival seasons. And yeah. And that summer I was home and uh, I just got some more wood and we made some more decks. And next thing you know, we're making some for like kids at school. And, and uh, I also, you know, I'm based in Montreal. My kids live here, but I also have a place in Los Angeles. I'm there. I've been there like so much in the past 12 years, sometimes even more than Montreal. So my kids come down there and uh, we bring our homemade skateboards and we go cruise, you know, Venice beach, Dogtown, you know, the the mecca of skateboarding and that's where it kind of like we started like like having a pretend little company you know like what are we going to call this we're going to call this finless because they're like we're making them look like surfboards and obviously they don't have fins you know and and that. and that's where it can't kind of like we made them into like really going back to the the 50s surfboard aesthetics with the lines and and the wood and uh oh, i love the retro look you have going on Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really what we were going for. And so this turned into like a little family hobby of every time I was back home from the road in the summertime, because in the backyard here, you know, like I'm in Montreal, there's snow outside. So we had to do it during the summertime. Uh, we would just make decks just for fun, you know, here and there. And, uh, and then obviously when this pandemic hit, I was like, well, maybe this is the best time ever. It's either the best time or the worst time to start something. I got nothing to lose. Here we go. I, it makes perfect sense to me. It, it, and I think it's the best time. I think it, it's probably kept your mind active. It's probably kept your creativity flowing. And most importantly, it's kept you engaged with the kids. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when, when I say it's, it's either the worst time or the best time, it was a challenge, which is great. I love a challenge. Bring it on. I want to fix issues, you know, uh, 
but because of the pandemic, a lot of manufacturing shut down. And I'm from, I'm from Montreal, Canada, where I don't want to state statistics here, but a lot like most of the skateboards are made from Canadian maple because it's colder here. You know, the fibers are denser because of it and it makes perfect skateboard work. Uh, and, uh, and I was having a hard time finding wood because all the manufacturing, like the mills were shut down for the pandemic. So it like at, at the beginning, when I first went like, okay, we're doing this for real, just getting parts was like insane. It was, it was so hard, but you know, showing that to the kids is something that I found was gold, you know, because it's like, look, daddy lost his job, you know, uh, not because, not because he got fired, not because there were layoffs. The whole music industry yeah. just stopped. The live music industry, I should say. And uh, and yeah, turn it around and make something cool out of it. You know, let's 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 do this for real and see how how far we can take it. You know, and showing the kids you can make something out of nothing. Exactly. You can, I, I I love that, and I, I'd imagine being on the road as I, and you've been with Distillers, AWOL, yeah, e- Eagles of Death Metal, yep. Cypress, Cypress Hill. That's pretty much the bands that I've been with and five figure death punch recently. That, um, those are the bands that I've been touring with more, most regularly for the past, you know, three, four or five years. Yeah. These are not light touring bands. So I, I'd imagine you're away from home a lot. Yeah. So th- when you come back to town, how nice is it to have this thing that automatically brings you together with the kids Yeah. in the past, just it, recreationally, but now it's like, okay, I'm home for a while. Let's, let's, let's really dig in. I think that's really what a great opportunity as a parent. It's, 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 I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of downsides to this pandemic lockdown and our, our, you know, all of our careers being put on hold, but I mean, it's priceless being home and hanging with the kids and doing this and it's exciting. And my daughter's, you know, all about like being the face of Finless, you know, doing the interviews, Instagram live, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, and it's also great because we're both learning, you know, it's like, I'm learning about, this stuff too you know as i'm going and and teaching them and they're learning and it's a great great experience to be together on a total side track side note tangent whatever uh you are in montreal i'm saying this is someone from chicago the most insane driving i've ever experienced in north america is in montreal quebec yeah it's (laughs) it's something here yeah for sure it's intense it's it's almost as if people don't care you know it's like get out of my way (laughs) Well, the way Montreal was once explained to me from a native was that residents are super intense. They party really, really hard in the summer because the winters are brutal. They feel like they have to leave it all out on the summer, get it all out of their system. Like summers are super over the top. Summers are crazy. Not necessarily just on the partying side. I mean, the thing is, is that, uh, Montreal has always been a very, very vibrant city. You know, back when the prohibition was happening down in the States, uh, Americans would come up here and this was like the red light and the like European style of all of North America almost, you know? So uh, Montreal has always been very lively. Uh, summers are great. They're packed festivals back to back, but also also the winter. I mean, in the winter, it's mostly indoors, but they, you got some crazy people like hanging out minus 40 degrees Celsius, like, doing like fireworks and stuff in old Montreal. I mean, it's great. There's a lot of stuff happening all the time. All right. Back to Finless, back to the Finless skateboard company, which is currently crowdfunding and Kickstarter. The clock is ticking. Get in on this. Everything is handmade. How do you 
this is, a, I guess, this is a business question. How do you scale this up if all of a sudden this takes off? Have you thought that far ahead? Kickstarter oh, yeah. hits. Of course. How and, do you? You know, if uh, I've I've been very fortunate to have a lot. You know, this is something that's been an exercise and something that I've been that I've learned a lot in this venture. There's so many. Like, if you don't. There's so many helpful people that have been around me. And I'm so I feel so fortunate about that. Just asking questions in the skateboard industry, in the music industry. And, you know, there's something to, you know, about being genuine about this and doing this, you know, authentically. Uh, I just feel so fortunate to have people to help me out. And and you know, I consult with a lot of like expert, like top-notch woodworkers that it helped me out on like, okay, you know, if, if this picks up, how do we get this better, quicker, you know, in the whole manufacturing process, there is a plan to expand if, you know, if need be. One thing that to be said though, is that I don't want it to, I'm, I'm not hoping to, to, to scale it up too fast. I want to keep it genuine and, uh, you know, grassroots do it with our hands and, and if anything, it'll be something a little bit, you know, limited edition. If, you know, we'll see how it goes. I love it. Let's talk about some of the tiers. If someone just wants to jump in and just say, I think what you're doing is cool. Five bucks gets you in the door. Yeah. Five bucks for a simple pledge. Um, uh, the, and we, the, the decks start rolling out at the, what level are we, level are we looking at? 180, 200? Yeah, you're going to have to look at it on your side because I can't see it really on my side, on the Canadian side. So I, I can't state U.S. prices. Uh, yeah, de deck only uh, for Canadian 180, which is 142 U.S. And let's be honest, it's a value at any price, but 142 U.S. Uh, Those are the founders boards, right? Yes. Yeah, the founders boards are basically... Uh, you know, the boards are aesthetically very, I mean, in my opinion, <laughs> very, you know, appealing and nice. So those founders boards are basically coming decks only, no grip, and mostly for display. You know, you, I mean, you can put some trucks and wheels on it if you want, but it's kind of a cool thing to put on the wall. And uh, the kids and I will sign it, number it, uh, kind of a limited edition kind of thing. So lots of cool stuff. I mean, the, the tiers go higher and higher with, with the decks. If you just want to represent... Nice looking t-shirts. Actually, the, the graphic design on this stuff is great. Uh, the hoodies look great. Uh, I, the cool thing about crowdfunding is you can support something you're passionate about and you could do it at a level that feels comfortable to you. You, you can get in at the ground floor just by, okay, I'm going to kick in five bucks. Obviously, every bit counts, but you can also get yourself some cool, cool wearables or an actual deck. And I sure. think uh, at a certain level, they get to like, Hug you? No, that's the Founders Duke Longboard deck. That's the highest level. Uh, I, I I love I love your story. I love what you're doing here. And oh my God, Dan, you're so close. I know we're getting there. We're getting there. We're just going to stay right here on this call until you hit, until you hit fifteen thousand six hundred seventy-eight, or not. Um, so sixty hours from now, let's say you hit your goal. Let's say you exceed your goal. Uh, does that mean you're just hold my calls. We're going into production where you're, you're going to roll up your sleeves and it's, it's go time. I mean, yeah, pretty much. We're going to take a, we might take a little 12 hour break cause it's been an intense month, but, uh, but then it's fulfillment. So, you know, we get, you know, I have some help in the shop making these, you know, the kids come and help out, but 
uh, I have a couple of guys that, that come in that, you know, they're just as passionate as me and we're going to, we're going to, you know, push those skateboards out and then we fulfill, box them out, ship them out to all the backers. And, uh, you know, the goal with this Kickstarter is obviously to get our first sales, but uh, also to scale up, not in a way to scale up production, but also to, you know, build a marketing plan, go get, you know, go, go seek our, our, our future customers and, and, and do the research and, and fine tune the, mar- the, the manufacturing process, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, pay some people that, you know, helped us, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of people, we got a lot of great, great people that are helping us out and, uh, you know, they're, they're just doing it, you know, cause they believe in it. So I'd like to reward them somehow as well. You said it earlier in the interview to no one's surprise, this has been a horrible year for the live music industry, uh, for, for artists, for support venues up and down. What can we do as, as someone who is so attached to the music industry, what can we do to help bands? What's the best way that we as fans can support them in this time? For bands. I mean, I think for bands now it's just tuning in and, you know, obviously, uh, on a monetary, you know, I, I know a lot of bands are doing live streams. The distillers are going to do one, uh, I believe very shortly. And they did one for Halloween, which was great. It was amazing. Um, you know, that's, that's where we're at right now. Uh, these, these live streams to mimic, uh, you know, the shows, um, you know, merch Christmas is coming up, you know, uh, merch is always a good idea. And just, just stay tuned because, you know, bands, that's what they're going to do now. They're, you know, until we get back to like putting 15,000 people into a, a, an arena, it's, uh, it's content and it's and liaising with their fans. And there's a lot of that happening right now. I mean, uh, I think that's it. And then for, you know, for, for crews, you know, the crews are hurting a lot, especially down there in the States. Uh, there's a bunch of, you know, um, organizations that are raising money to help, you know, crew, Live Nation and their Crew Nation, uh um our buddy my buddy yeti his uh and jason rockman they're they're working on this thing called uh, roadie relief which is uh i think it's going through i think he started on gofundme and now it's doing another and i'm helping those guys out as well um with uh with performances that they're selling on da- a Bandcamp with all-star bands uh you know collaborations and stuff like that so uh, I think that's 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 the way to go until until we go uh, we get back to it, you know. Well, we all can't wait. Are, are you feeling antsy? Is it weird being at home? Are you used to just it, be, being in constant motion? <clears throat> you know, that's the hard. I think that's the hardest part part about uh, touring people because it's a people that are career touring technicians bands. Uh, we're kind of a unique kind where, you know, you're always on the move in a different city every night for probably nine months a year. Uh, and to be locked down in your house and you're not allowed to leave. Uh, that's a hard thing. You know, I've, I've been going in waves, honestly, you know, at the beginning uh, it was tough at the beginning. It was just like realizing like, wait, we're powerless here. We can't do anything. You know, like we're, Production managers, tour managers, management people, booking agents, we're all about like figuring it out, figuring out the problem, fixing it. Like, and now it's like, this, we can't do anything. There's nothing we can do about this. So, you know, there's, there's those moments of, uh, 
it's going to be fine. We're going to, we're going to figure this out. We're going to like sideline for a little bit. We'll get back right back at it. And then there's other moments where you're like, well, this is tough. You know, this is tough. But I mean, that's why I jumped into this project going like, I was so tired of watching the news and hearing about the pandemic and the divide and the, the, the protests and, and like everything that was going on. I was like, man, I need to focus on something positive. I need to, I need to turn this around and, and make something cool with this situation you know, uh, I, you're talking to someone who does a podcast nightly instead of weekly for that exact reason. Yeah. I mean, I, I've said it on the podcast before, but I got to a point with the news, exactly what you're saying, where I realized, okay, I need to stop paying attention to the news as of like three o'clock every weekday, the way some people look at coffee. Oh, I can't have coffee after three. It'll mess up my sleep. That's where I was with network news. I couldn't do it. I'm like, I need yeah. to just decompress or I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. I, I need to do something more. Healthy. It must be hard for you because you got to be on top of all this stuff all the time. Too. True enough. I, I, it's a lot more skimming than it is deep diving. Yeah. At a certain point. But yeah, it's just for my own mental health. I'm like, I, I guess I'm going to try to exercise more and, and tune this stuff out because I will go insane otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I love that you're channeling all this energy and with your kids. I, that's everything about this story makes me smile. This is this is such a, it's just a great story. Again, it is Finless, F-I-N-L-E-S-S, Skateboard. Search it out on Kickstarter. We are in the home stretch. Help, help make this a reality. Help make this dream come true. Uh, it doesn't take much to do it. And I, I wish you all the luck. And I hope one year from now, when you're touring with AWOL or the distillers or whatever, uh, you can come back on and talk about how, how much fun you're having with Finless and how it's grown. Great. Yeah, I'd love to. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you very much.